Today we're going to have a poetry corner. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have a lot of poems for you today. They're, they're spirit-filled kingdom poems that uh, we are so excited to bring to you. Uh, these poems are from poet Jim Wilson and the Lord. Uh, he'll be the first, and it's what I love about Jim. He gives God all the glory for any of these poems. He, he takes no credit himself. These are all poems that uh, were divinely inspired, and um, and they're they're wonderful. And, and they'll, they'll bring comfort to you. They'll bring uh, instruction to you, um, and, and they'll bring strength to you, so... We'll just go ahead, Jim, and get started with one. We've we've got a couple things we want to share with you today, but um, I think we're just led to just start with a poem. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. My name's Rich. He's Jim. And Praise the Lord. We're going to sit here and have a little poetry corner. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, Rich, I believe that the Lord laid on your heart actually the subject of meditation. Yeah, he did. And that's probably where we're going. Yep. And, of course, um, that brought up uh, where these poems came from. Yes. Uh, 99% of these poems uh, came from time that I spent with the Father. I went in and closed the closet door, as the Scripture says, and I waited on the Lord. And uh, by God's grace and through faith, uh, when, you know, when you go to God, um, you have to go there by faith. Uh, because it's it's faith that will kind of shut your active mind down. Mm-hmm. That's that's the biggest crisis I think we have when we meditate. And I'm sure a lot of you have meditated, and you went in there, and and after five or ten minutes, you just felt totally defeated. But anyway, we want to share some uh, some poetries and some scriptures and some of our own personal opinions. What what God has laid on Rich's heart and my heart, um, and it's all around the subject of meditation. Because that is an extremely important part of our Christian life Absolutely. and walk. It's extremely yes. important. Um, the whole the whole journey of salvation is to get to know the Lord. Um, and uh, there's no better way than prayer and meditation. No, there, there is really no is no better way. And you know, after we, we do a poem or two, we're going to explain a little bit about what we mean by meditation and you know we're going to explain the reasons for it we're going to explain where to begin if you have never meditated before we're going to help you kind of get on that journey and that's uh that's the name of the first poem Mm -hmm. okay so the first poem goes like this as we start our journey into prayer and meditation father will give us the affirmation that his presence will be there. Then we must, through faith, lean very heavily on Father's grace to shut the doors of doubt. For his grace and mercy will shut them out. This will enable his wisdom to flow. For his wisdom is what we need to have, for it will separate the good from the bad. For Father's greatest desire in this present hour is to restore us back to, uh, to restore us back to us his glorious power. So get into your closets and shut the door so Father can secure for you his treasure that you already have in store. For we have this treasure in jars of clay, 
and it must come forth in this, the Lord's glorious new day. And Second Corinthians 4, 7 says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. That's NIV translation. But, uh, yeah, it's a good poem. It's very good. And you know what? I don't know how long it was, Jim, that um, before I realized the treasure mm-hmm. that God has just deposited in me and in everyone listening Amen. to our voice today. Yeah. I mean, it is a treasure. I mean, it it's an answer to everything. You say, well, I'm going through a bunch of stuff. Well, guess what? You've got that treasure to get through it. Yes, you do. You're not going to stop at the middle and quit. You've got the treasure right within you to get through this, you know, and he's, he gives you the strength. He gives you the power, the authority to plow through whatever you're going through, whether it be a health problem, whether it be a relational problem with someone, uh, family problems, whatever, work problems, whatever you're going through, you have the ability to get through it, and it's found not in a self-help book. It's found deep inside of you in, in this place that Jim and I have called the garden, where heaven and earth intersect, where heaven and earth overlap. It's available to every single person. And when I started realizing, you know, like Paul said, the mystery of the ages is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yeah, and it's a mystery. And, and, and we hear mm. so many people talking about, well, God's with you. Yes, he is. But I got one better for you. He's not only with you, he's in you. Mm-hmm. And all the power and authority that resides in Jesus Christ is there too. It's his power and authority. It's not yours. It's his. But it's there. And you can draw upon that anytime you have a need. Yeah, Rich, you touched on one of the poems when you talk about the garden. And uh, one of the poems the Lord gave me was uh, it's titled Christ in You. And it says, there is a place inside of you. It's called the Garden of God. Mm. It is a place in which we meet to speak face to face with God or spirit to spirit. It is a place in which we know the angels fear to tread. It is a place in which we go to walk with our holy God. Yes. It is a place in which demons have always feared to go because they're from another dimension in the realms from down below. This is a place in which we find the wonders of his love. It is a place in which we experience his nature like a dove. For now he is saying, come into my garden of love so you can soar with me into my heavens above. So follow me, my precious child, into my garden of love for all of creation is longing to see the loving Christ's nature now being formed in thee. Yes. So. Yeah, that's powerful, Jim. Um, you know, what are we talking about when we say meditation? What, what are we actually talking about because back in the day i was told um don't meditate because that's it's new age opening stuff. yeah it's new age and it's opening yourself up to demons and negativity and whatever well 
It depends where your heart is. It depends on what you want to accomplish through your meditation. You know, Eastern meditation, I, I don't know that much about it because I've never studied into it. But from what I understand, you kind of just empty your mind and just whatever comes in, comes in. Well, yeah, I could see some potential negativity there. But for lack of better terms, I'll call it biblical meditation or Christian meditation. You can put whatever label you on it, you want to put on it. But what I'm talking about is meditating on the Lord. There's three things that we should meditate on. The Word of God, and that backs, it's backed up by Scripture. Meditate on the Word of God, the works of God, and the ways of God. Now, if you're focused on Him, I think our Lord is powerful enough to close off anything that's not of Him. And yeah, your mind's going to wander when you sit down to meditate. It's, it, it's, it's normal. It's going to happen. That's why it takes practice. And when we sit down, let's just use a sports analogy. You know, these guys in the NBA and NFL and Major League Baseball, um, they didn't get their skills and talents through osmosis. It took practice, and it took a lot of practice. But I'll tell you what, there's always a reward at the end. Look at these guys. They they get to do what they love and make millions and millions of dollars. Hmm. The reason I meditate and practice meditation is because I want to get closer to God. Yeah, you want to experience the Lord. I want to experience His presence. Yeah. And the more you practice, you don't have to go into a closet and shut the door and meditate after you've because practice will make perfect or will make it permanent where you you will be able to without even closing your eyes you'll be able to meditate and god will kind of lift your soul into the heavenly realms well i think that's what meditation is designed to do rich uh ultimately yes we do want to practice the presence of the lord yes. all the time yes 7 days a week 24 hours a day if possible uh and that i believe starts with meditation um you know before we talked about we were concerned about meditating because we're afraid of foul spirits or whatever uh but the the scripture that jumped into my mind immediately was if a son goes to his father and asks him for bread <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Will he give him a stone or will he give him a serpent? No. Okay. So if you're asking for the bread of life and Jesus said, I am the bread of life which came down from heaven, uh, you don't have to worry about any demons creeping in. No. God's not going to allow that to happen. You're his son. Okay. So if you ask for the bread of heaven, which is Christ in you, uh, you will not get a stone. You won't get the law from God. You'll get the living word from God. Yeah. I mean... Okay, put yourself in God's shoes for a second. Those are some pretty big shoes. (laughs) There's some gigantic (laughs) shoes. But anyway, you know, put yourself as a parent, okay? He, his, the desire of God's heart is to draw, draw us into his bosom, to get as close to him as we possibly can. The Bible clearly says that if you draw close to him, he will draw close 
to you. You have to make, you know, I, I can honestly say for, I don't know, 15, 20 years, I thought I was drawing close to the Lord, but there was no meditation. All it was was head knowledge. And doing. And doing. doing for God. And yeah. doing. Yeah. You know, and, and all I can tell you is when I finally got the revelation of what we're sharing with you today, that it requires more than just reading three scriptures a day or praying and asking God for stuff, um, you know, how about praying? I think prayer and meditation go hand in hand, Jim. How about yeah, praying? I agree. I agree. For I mean, my prayer every day is, Lord, I want more of you. I want to draw closer to you. Teach me. Give me the wisdom. You said that if, like Jim said, if you ask for wisdom, he'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. And, and he'll give you wisdom if it involves you drawing closer to him. Because mm-hmm. he loves it. You know... Nothing against reading five scriptures a day and and, and meditating and on them. Whatever. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that at all. But if if your walk with the Lord doesn't include meditation of some sort, I'm telling you, that right now that is the smartest thing you can do in your walk mm-hmm. is is get quiet and still. Doesn't the scripture say be still? And no. Sometimes I'm reading the Bible, I'm not very still. I've got things going on, and I mean, it's sometimes I get something out of it, sometimes I don't. But when I decide to be still and know that He is Lord, my Lord, your Lord, then it opens up the channel for communication to commune with Him, and that's that's one of the definitions of meditation is to commune. Now, what are you communing with? Well, we commune with the Lord and the Lord only. That, that's the only purpose for our meditation. Other people may meditate on other things, but we're encouraging you to meditate on the Lord. Uh, it also, meditation also means to care for. You know, we, we care about our, our uh, relationship with the Lord. We care about that. It's important to us. Uh, and then another word for meditation is practice. That's actually in the the uh, definite the actual definition. The other thing the Lord gave me today as a definition for meditation is bringing God's word from our minds to our hearts, because we already said that we have treasure inside of us. You know, there were three courts in the temple, in Solomon's temple, and that was the outer court, that was the holy place, and the holy of holies. Well, guess what? When Jesus died on the cross, the veil that separated man from God was rent in twain. It was ripped from top to bottom. So... That signifies God wanting us to have a relation with him one-on-one, you know, instead of like in Moses' time, it's like, well, Moses, you go up on the mountain there and you tell us what the Lord is saying. Pastor, go up on the mountain and come back and tell me what God's saying. (laughs) And that's okay. Uh, I did a lot of that when I was a a young Christian. Yeah, when I was a young Christian, Yeah. yeah. 
but you know, it, and frankly, it took me decades uh, to wake up to the realization that I was spending all my time trying to get to know about God. Yes. You know, I just, you know, I couldn't get enough information. You know, I'd go to all the, all the uh, different church services and, and the conventions, and I wanted to know more about God. I want to know more about God. And then it's like one day the Lord said to me, um, don't you think you know enough about me right now? He said, how would you like to experience me? Yeah. <laughs> how would you like to experience me? You know, it's one thing to understand everything about an automobile, the transmission and everything on the dashboard. But until you actually get in and start driving the car and become one with the car, okay, then all of a sudden you start experiencing, you start getting the value out of what the car is actually for. And and the Lord told me, he said, uh, in John, I believe it's John 17, five times in the Passion Bible, uh, Jesus prayed, Father, I want them to experience the oneness that you, that you and I have, because they have the same oneness with you that I have with you. Uh, Father, I want them to experience the love of God, the love that you have for me, because the love you have for me is the same love you have for them. And so one of the things that meditation started doing with me was not so much showing me more about who God was, but the Lord started showing me more as to who I was in him. And that started making a huge difference because I was always walking in a, de- a certain degree of condemnation, uh, especially if you're sitting in a church where they're preaching about sin, okay, instead of preaching about sons. Um, so, yeah, the greatest experience that I've been having in this meditation is God the Father has really been showing me, uh, son, I want you to understand who you are in me, okay? Because until you understand who you are in me, uh, we're not going to have the kind of fellowship that I want with you. I love you. I desire to become one with you. Um, but until you come to the place where you know I'm not a God of wrath, that I'm not going to throw everybody into a fiery furnace, uh, and this is the knowledge that you start coming into when you get intimate with God. And I guess that's what we're talking about. Rich, meditation is really getting intimate with the Lord. Mm-hmm. It really is. Prayer, a lot of times, is just praying about your needs. But meditation is the only need I have is to know you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, I just jotted down a couple things on reasons. Why, why should we meditate? Reasons. You know, why should we practice? I'll call it an art, the art of meditation. Mm-hmm. Why, why should we practice that? Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, there are benefits, mm-hmm. health mm-hmm. benefits. Yeah, it's true. Health benefits in in meditation. I just jotted a few of them down. Meditation lowers stress. I mean, if you're stressed, you don't have to be. Man, when you get there with the Lord and you're communing back and forth and he's speaking to you and whatever, <laughs> there is no stress. If you had stress before, it, during the time of meditation, it's gone. It's not there. Another one is, like we've been saying, to connect better with God. Mm-hmm. To draw a connection, a Come closer on. thing. You know, when you tuned in to a radio dial of 88.3 FM, then you got Kingdom Building. 
if you tuned in at 88.6, you got static. And so meditation helps you tune in to God's frequency. And God has a frequency, oh, folks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's Energy and, and vibrations yeah. and frequency, yeah. that's matter. And, yeah. and everything you see is matter out there. Another one is to improve our focus of who God really is. Because we've been told who he is. But don't you think it's important to find out for yourself who he really is? Because some well-intended people have said some things about God that I just don't believe. I believe he's a God of love, unconditional love. And so meditation will help you focus in on the fatherly nature of him, and that is of love. And then uh, one more, reduce, I call it reduce brain clatter. (laughs) In other words, you know, every one of us has woken up, uh, we've woken up in the middle of the night with things bombarding our mind especially if you work. But even if you don't work, I need to take out the garbage before the garbage man gets it, whatever it is. Well, meditation reduces all that noise and allows you to focus in on the Lord and who he is to you and, like Jim said, who we are to him and who we are, period. Our true identity, our Original identity is not what maybe you think it is because he looks at us differently than we look at ourselves and others look at ourselves, it looks at us. And that is, you know, we are heirs to the kingdom. Yes, we are. <laughs> we are perfect, he said. Mm-hmm. We may not look perfect when we sit in front of a mirror, but we are perfect according to the Lord. Be ye perfect as I am perfect. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're seated at the right hand of God. I mean, there's all kind of promises in the scriptures. You are complete in him, okay? And like Brother Rich just quoted, be ye perfect. God wouldn't tell you to be perfect if he wasn't going to give you the ability to walk in that perfection. Um, and assist you along the way. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's all about getting the mind renewed, Rich. Yeah. You know, it's because the carnal mind, Paul was talking in Romans, and he said, your carnal mind is the enemy of God. Um, we have a lot of different interpretations of the nature of God out there. Uh, we have so many different religious houses out there, uh, 4,000 or plus. How can you have 4,000 different interpretations of the Bible when Jesus said, there's only one truth, I am the truth? And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about plugging into the truth, which is Christ in you, which was the great mystery. And Paul said it's been hidden from the ages, even been hidden from the prophets in the Old Testament. Um, They understood the power of God. Uh, But Paul's saying, you know, this mystery is now being revealed, and it's Christ in you, your hope of glory. Yes. Okay, so uh, stay tuned for part two.